Welcome to You're Not That Special. My name is Emily. And I'm Sarah. We're two Enneagram 4 INFJs here to talk with you about mental health, eating disorder recovery, and the challenges that we all face. Fuck! <laughs> Started this podcast four times and um, we're just going to go with it now. So welcome back to You're Not That Special. I'm Emily. I'm Sarah. And we are excited this week to dig in more to discovering um, more about our stories, having the opportunity to connect with people, being vulnerable, being authentic, and just really talking about the hard truths of life. Um, Whenever we facilitate groups, we always start out our groups with strengths and struggles. And so that's something that we want to incorporate into this experience and our time together um, in just talking about what our strengths and struggles have been for the week and reflecting on those as we begin to dig into other topics, other conversations, and how that all comes together for us. So you want to go first, Sarah? Sure. Um, my strength over the past week has been like connecting with new people. Um, I started a new job recently and I feel like over the past week I really got to know some people there more and like just connecting with the new people and going outside my comfort zone in a few other ways too. And so that's just been pretty nice because um, I was pretty nervous about it in all the aspects that I've been doing it, but it's been pretty good. Um, Sounds terrifying. Yeah, that too, but it's gone well. <laughs> <That's good. so. laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Another week, it could be my struggle. Yeah. Just stay yeah. tuned. Um, my struggle this week though, has just been feeling like I need to be really hard on myself for not doing things perfectly and not having things look how I feel like they should look right now in my life. Um, so just like beating myself up a lot over that and feeling, I don't know, exhausted and kind of shamey about it. <laughs> shamey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I think even just us getting together to record the podcast, is, <laughs> I mean, we both had shitty weeks to some degree. I mean, good weeks, but also... Yeah. Yeah, which goes into my strength for the week well let's i'm gonna start with my struggle has been navigating personal responsibility within relationships oh <laughs> yeah i know yeah and just figuring out how to best engage um healthfully engage and when to step back when to have boundaries it's been a lot this week um, in that area but my strength I would say would be of reaching out for help when I needed it this week instead of shutting down and isolating so even though we delayed something a few times recording this a few times um, I think it was done in a healthy way rather than like a unhealthy stepping back Mm -hmm. isolating way mm -hmm. yeah yeah I want to hear more about the personal responsibilities in relationships <laughs> <laughs> do you yep <laughs> mm. well so I one of the, I think one of the challenges with this experience is like just being authentic and being vulnerable and just 
being honest. Um, so I won't sugarcoat the fact that these relationships definitely are within my family, my close relationships. Um, and while some of the details of all of that is just private and doesn't have to be provided here mm -hmm. at this point in time, um, I think something that has gotten brought up this week is, well, I mean, in all of my therapy experience is like going back to the root. Like we didn't just end up, I didn't just end up where I am relationally or in my circumstances of life just suddenly today or yesterday or whatever, like that it's this pattern of events that have happened over the course of my life. What I've been you know, how our environments condition us, whether we have the freedom of expression in just our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, um, and if there's like safe spaces to do that in a healthy way. And I think that's really what I'm navigating now is that I didn't have an environment that fostered having healthy communication and healthy expression of emotion. Yeah. And None of this is about putting blame on anybody at all. I really want to make that clear because I think that these are generational patterns. And for me and all of my therapy work, it's been my responsibility of understanding what are my boundaries, what are my limitations, what is within my responsibility to take care of so that moving forward, a different pattern can begin to emerge relationally within a family system. Yeah. I don't know if you like deal with this, but I, whenever I've kind of like gotten on that topic in therapy, it's been either completely blaming or mm -hmm. taking all the responsibility on myself. Yeah. So saying like, this is all my parents' fault or this is all whoever's fault. Um, and I'm just the poor victim in right. this whole situation. Or another day, it'll be like, nope, this is all my fault. I ruined my family. Everyone was happy before I was born. Like, <laughs> right, we're like, like the youngest child. Yep. Yep. So it's, it's hard to just find that place in the middle where it's, yeah, I was a child. So there's no way that it could be all on me because I'm being raised in this environment. But it's also like, although I did grow up in this environment and like learned things through that at a certain point there were still choices that i was mm -hmm. making that contributed in good and bad ways right um and i think i mean what you just said about just like the whole family system i think it's so interesting because i actually we talked about this in a class that i was in once family sciences um and just about how like it is impossible for any member of any system to change without it affecting everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's in good ways, in bad ways, in like little ways or huge ways. So I think, and that's something that I definitely have noticed in my family, um, both with things that I've tried to do to improve things and with things that I've done that have made things 
I don't know, harder for people, I guess. <laughs> like, well, yeah, because you can't. I and I think, yeah, that's the like the very predicament that I'm in right now is yeah. that if I hold my boundaries, and if I engage in the pursuit of being mentally, emotionally, physically healthier then that is going to directly and indirectly impact everybody in my life mm -hmm. to some degree. Mm -hmm. Because if I create new boundaries, then we have to communicate why are those boundaries, what is the boundary, why is this boundary in place? And there can either be like a strong reaction or a response to that boundary that then is going to have a ripple effect. Right. And I think the hardest part is understanding then how do we respond and how do we set boundaries? Um, because boundaries are actually an act of love. Like, are they, I believe that they should be, that's where they should be rooted from. Right. That we're doing this because <clears throat> out of self-love and also in loving the people around us and caring about the way that we engage with one another like it's a protection it can be a protection of everybody not just of self but ultimately everybody's going to have a feeling a response a thought mm -hmm. to those boundaries and then that impacts relationships yeah i had an old therapist who would always say that like boundaries are pro relationships like it's mm -hmm. not about setting all these rules even though that right. can be what it looks like or how it it can feel seems. yeah and how it yeah can feel for sure but it's all about I mean if I'm like letting somebody just walk all over me because I don't want to hold them accountable for anything or have any boundaries myself then ultimately I'm going to end up like resenting them or blaming them for things and like it's going to damage the relationship so I think mm -hmm. yeah looking at it as that this is so that our relationship can continue. Yeah. And it, in my experience, being on the receiving end of having people set boundaries with me, which was super hard, makes you feel like you did a million things wrong sometimes, mm -hmm. and can really be a trigger to disengage relationally because it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> It's not easy when somebody says, Maybe they don't want to spend as much time with you, or maybe they're not going to engage in a certain type of conversation with you anymore, that that's their boundary of what they have the space and ability to engage in. It, I, I've been on the receiving end of that, but I think that's what's been so helpful in understanding and witnessing other people being able to do that with me, and that I have the choice, do I wanna to react to this in a strong negative way and like just shut that relationship off because I've certainly done that in the past mm -hmm. and then those people aren't in my life anymore mm -hmm. for no other reason than me not being well versed in knowing how to respond to a boundary yeah versus okay this really sucks this is really hard ask some questions be curious about it if this is somebody that's really important for me to have in my life then how do we navigate having a healthy relationship it, so it's not toxic. We're not constantly engaging in a dialogue that is just unproductive, unmeaningful, and not forward focused. Mm -hmm. So I think because I have lived 
on the receiving end of that, I think that's what's finally given me the courage and ultimately the permission to begin practicing that for myself and considering I have the opportunity to set boundaries too. Like my limitations matter. Yeah. And I think it can feel super empowering to finally like be in that place where you feel comfortable speaking up and setting a boundary. Mm -hmm. Cause I think I've done that with some new people in my life and it's been hard, but it's kind of, it's a nice opportunity when it's like somebody new and like yeah. very specific circumstances, I guess, for my example, but to be able to just start off with this is what mm -hmm. works for me. This does not work. I will not answer my phone when you call it nine times in one day, like, <laughs> and like to just start out strong with that, because I think, and then it, I mean, it's been like going well, and that just shows that it does work. It's mm -hmm. just, I think with where this started, especially the idea of boundaries within families, it's if it's been one way for so long, yeah. changing it is really hard. Right. And but, being like the one to change it <laughs> is really hard. Yeah, it feels sucks, like a lot because of- Because you're like the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it could lead to some really positive change. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, and like what you're explaining is you're essentially saying like, this is where, this is how I want to be respect. This is how I want my time to be respected. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you don't respect yourself enough to have those boundaries and those limitations, nobody else is going to respect that. Right. They're going to take no utmost advantage of you yeah. because you're not respecting yourself enough to have boundaries and limitations. Yep. And they will, I mean, assuming that they still like are you know a good person that cares about you they're not going to realize that it's hurting you no like they're just going to think that you're totally fine with it because you, you always, always say have yes been. you're yeah. always available you always answer your phone you always respond like, yep beep beep like <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep beep um yeah so that i think that's a big part of it too is that what am I doing to demonstrate that I respect myself, mm -hmm. um, my time, my energy, you know, what I have the capacity to do on a day-to-day -day basis? And then having to hold myself to the same standard that I would hold anybody else to. Mm-hmm. You're not that special. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think having fair expectations for everybody, like it just kind of needs to be across the board. If I'm asking you to respect me in this way, then for one, like I will respect you in the mm -hmm. same way, but also I will respect myself in the same way too. Exactly. What do you think is the, what's the ripple of people doing the work in learning how to set those boundaries and respecting themselves enough of having limitations? I think, I guess one thing that can happen, which my mind immediately went to like a negative <laughs> outcome, but like it, if somebody, okay, people, other people benefit from you not having boundaries. Uh -huh. So I think that sometimes when 
somebody like brings up a new boundary that they want to be respected, I think it can make people around them feel defensive or feel like, oh, well, you never blah, 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 whatever this, or you always said that this was fine. And so I think that it's, that's kind of how it can be challenging. But I think that a good outcome could be that it gives other people the opportunity to, I mean, even just think about what their own boundaries are. Mm -hmm. And if they feel comfortable, like speaking up about them, then that's great. Or, but even just starting to think about it, because I feel like it's not something that I ever was talked to about or anything except for like in treatment or and like in therapy like it's not something that you just grow up no learning to like respect boundaries whatever and so I think it's just like so I think a lot of people who have not had the experience of tons of therapy or treatment or whatever that kind of setting just don't think about it and just think just well, I mean, in our society, like, you don't just hear the words boundaries or, right. I mean, even, like, vulnerability or being authentic and honest. Like, those aren't things that our culture is great at engaging with and willing to understand. hmm And if you are having these types of conversations, then obviously, like, you're in therapy because, like, something traumatic happened in your life or something versus, like, no, every fucking person should be in therapy. Yep. Everybody should have a therapist. Like, maybe not every single week, but, like, have a fucking therapist because I have two now, lucky (laughs) me. Um, So I'm special. Um, (laughs) Not that special. (laughs) I know. Um... Because, but the point of it is not because I'm some victim of trauma or all these awful things have happened in my life. Like, that's not the point at all. It's the fact that, yeah, I've been through hard shit and life is challenging, but I want to know how to navigate that well. Mm -hmm. And there are certain resources that can help me to navigate that well. Like, and also you don't just go find some random therapist on the street. It might take... 10 therapists to figure out who is the right fit for you and also there's going to be different seasons of your life that different therapists are going to fit better into yeah i've had great therapists but we've all we've been in different seasons together yeah for sure for the purpose of being able to understand to grow like, there's no end in getting somewhere. Like, right. there's always a path of growing and understanding and um, connecting and, you know, figuring out what our purpose is and how do we engage in this crazy world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we show up as the best version of ourselves? I don't think that we should be expected to do that without the help of supportive people in our life. Yeah. And I think like, although society and just like the world is not like great at it, I feel like it has gotten better because I was wearing a t-shirt about therapy and the cashier at the store commented on it. He was like, oh my God, I love your shirt. Like, (laughs) I just started going to therapy last year. And I was like, good for you. That's fantastic. And he's like, yeah, I used to be someone that just 
never thought that that was like a real thing that like worked for people, but it's been like life changing. And I like walked out of the store, like smiling, like yeah. I was crazy, but I was just like, that's, that can be a normal conversation. Like it can be a normal conversation. Yeah. And, and I think it, and it should be a normal conversation mm-hmm. that we can encourage one another. And would you guys have had a conversation otherwise? No, you might've just gone through the checkout, whatever. Hi, how are you? Yep which everybody's like, I'm great. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, when like their life might be falling apart, but just being able to be raw and authentic in a moment like that, to encourage one another of like, yeah, go to therapy. It's awesome. And it's just like, I mean, thinking about like communicating boundaries with somebody, like I feel so much more comfortable like going into a conversation like that with somebody who I know is in therapy like Mm -hmm. having those kind of conversations because it's like okay I know that they may will still have feelings about it but like most likely have had conversations about this before or have like or at least have they have someone that now they can go process this with it's just so much easier to have those like difficult conversations when you know that somebody is working on things themselves and has that support and kind of has even just like the language around it to like understand where you're coming from. Well, and I think that if somebody is going to therapy, somebody has recognized, Hey, I need help. Mm -hmm. And if they've recognized that they need help, I guess I'll speak for myself. I feel like that in doing that, I'm willing to say, Hey, I don't know everything. I don't understand everything. I need accountability mm-hmm. with certain things. Like, I want somebody that's going to be able to call me on my shit, but to do so in a safe way, in a loving way, a compassionate way, so that I know that when they're calling me out on something, they're doing that because they know that I want to do better. And we're going to be able to have a conversation about that in a meaningful, productive way. Yep. And I think that's another way that, like, at least for me, like my family system kind of got shaken up, I guess, because I don't know who the first person in my family was to go to therapy. Maybe, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe I won't say that. <laughs> but I mean, at this point now, I know for certain that at least five of my six immediate family members have gone to therapy consistently for at least some time. Mm -hmm. And so, which I love that. And it's like growing up, I would not have expected that. I mean, my parents sent me to a therapist when I was like seven, but I just never (laughs) spoke. And then they just stopped sending me. So like, it's just, yeah, they tried. (laughs) Um, So it's just, it's, it is cool when you can see those changes happen um, mm-hmm. and see like those positive ripple effects, which that's not to say that like my family has things figured out or, you know, that just because most of us have done therapy that we've got it under control, but it just, right. it feels like, okay, maybe in like 10 years, we'll have a conversation together about that. Like, yeah. and I mean, who knows, maybe sooner, maybe it won't happen, but it kind of like gives me a little bit of hope that it's like, okay, at least I'm not the only one that feels like things in my life because everything is affected by everyone around us. And right. so it just, absolutely to know and that I guess, no blame. yeah. There's and no to just blame. know that we're all acknowledging it. I'm sure that my 
all my family members have processed things about me before and like because well, I hope just, they have like right. I, yeah I mean <laughs> I mean it sucks to like think like oh my god I would have caused somebody to have something that they have to process but like right. it's also it's not about you right like, you're like, not- maybe I haven't <laughs> like who knows but in my uh, mind yeah yeah but also like if our actions or language you know if something that we've done or said has impacted somebody that they need to process that in therapy also that's not all about us right right like, we're not that special <laughs> i'm not that, the like, center of everyone's the problem <laughs> we're the center of their therapy discussion <laughs> um because they're reacting or responding to something like they have a whole internal dialogue and experience that we know nothing about mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> gosh this theme is just everywhere yep um I one other thought I was having around boundaries was the fact that like I would say that in some of my closest relationships friendships of like them um I can think of one friend in particular that really like implemented boundaries around with me around me um, with, with <laughs> built me. a little fence around you <laughs> right <laughs> um and how hard that was I would say like that was probably like two years ago so also this is not a process of like oh we learned about boundaries and next week um putting a boundary into place right like this is literally and then years it's taken care of long like, process right of even feeling comfortable of like and I think there have been multiple, There, ha, I don't, I know that there have been multiple times of like trying to set a boundary and then, oh, like whatever, mm-hmm. I'll just, it's fine. It's fine this time. It, just, yeah, let, yeah, whatever. And then the boundary goes and whatever. And it, that's what like this week was all about for me of like, no, I set this fucking boundary. I'm going to stand by it because otherwise I'm not honoring myself and I'm not honoring the people around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it can feel really discouraging when it's not just like a one-time thing like I just implement this and then all right we're good because like especially with people that you've been in a relationship with them for a long time like we get used to things being one way and Mm -hmm. so then for something to change it is something that both people have to adjust to so it's which is why there's no like shame in those times when you just like let something slide because it's like well it's been like this most of the time so it's probably fine you know whatever but um but yeah that like re-establishing a boundary can feel like a never-ending job sometimes especially with some people like it just takes them a long time to get it but then um like that doesn't make it not worth doing like it's still and every time that you have to like bring that up again or like enforce that boundary again. Like it's, at least I feel like for me, it makes me feel like stronger in the boundary. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, nope, I am standing up for myself right now. Like and I you're reminding this. yourself, why did I set this boundary? Right. There was a reason why I even came up with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like the reinforcement of like a reminder that this is why, this is why it's important. And, but yeah, it takes practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, even though it's really hard, I think, and I don't, 
I definitely don't do this all the time, but trying to like have some grace with the people that we're setting boundaries with yeah. to just to keep in mind that they've been getting along fine doing things how that how the two of you have been doing them and so for have something they been to getting change along fine though? well <laughs> in their minds maybe maybe I mean maybe 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 not yeah I mean there's a reason for the boundary but right but you know it's just it's hard to make those changes on Absolutely. both sides. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Digging right in. Mm-hmm. So what was the constant reminder throughout all of this? You, you are, are not, not that, that special. 